All right, welcome back. It is uh, 540 here on the Blitz 1170. We're streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. Uh, Coming up this weekend, beginning on Friday, the Oilers are back at home. Uh, Friday night, it's the American Heart Association. First 1,000 fans get a free red rally towel. Uh, on Saturday, first 1,000 friends get a free Tulsa Oilers beanie uh, as they take on the Utah Grizzlies. And Sunday's another family fun day brought to you by the Blitz 1170 and the Tulsa Oilers where you can go down and skate with the players after the game. But it's also Spider-Man Day. The first 500 uh, kids will get a uh, mini hockey stick for the Spider-Man Day festivities there with the Tulsa Oilers. And while you're inside the BOK, remember, you could be a part of the Blitz Upgrade. If you're sitting in the cheap seats and your name gets called, you could be moved down closer to the ice. It happens every home game with the Tulsa Oilers and the Blitz 1170. Okay, um, yesterday at this time, we brought you the NFC Championship game numbers. We finally have... The Chiefs and Ravens number that was released. And shockingly enough, the Chiefs and the Ravens made TV history on Sunday. The win over the Ravens last Sunday was the most watched AFC championship game ever. The game averaged 55.4 million viewers in the early window. The previous record was 54 for the Jets and the Steelers. January 23rd, 2011, the game peaked with more than 64 million viewers on Saturday in the early window. Good God. That's an incredible number for the AFC championship game. So um, expecting probably a record performance when it comes to the Super Bowl as well. Even though everyone now is deciding that we're really going to flex our muscles and complain more about Taylor Swift and showing Taylor Swift when the networks have done nothing but back away from showing Taylor Swift. It's not even close to the amount that they're showing her now compared to when she first started going to games this season. But yet everyone has a problem with it now. It's funny how that works. Yeah, I think there are people that are like more upset by it now than, yes. than originally, right? And it's like And it's taken on like a weird political angle right? and it's get so like it. so weird. Yeah, Did you some... see the front office sports tweet last week? Uh, or maybe it was over the weekend. Taylor Swift has generated an equivalent brand value of $331.5 million for the Chiefs and the NFL per Apex Marketing Group. <laughs> Is that a lot? <laughs> brand value of... Three hundred thirty-one point five million for the Chiefs and the NFL. Yeah, it's exposing so in, many more people to the game a f- in a couple of months. In just a couple of months is all that it's done. I did laugh. Someone was tweeting photos of a subreddit to when they were playing the Buffalo Bills and there was the touchback. In the Taylor Swift subreddit, everyone was asking questions like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, trying to understand, A, what a touchback was and what the rule was. And everyone was super confused inside of the Taylor Swift subreddit. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's expanding the games to more people. Oh, and they're showing her less than a, what did CBS, did I see less than a, a percent of the actual game time? Did I hear what 44 they showed her. seconds? 
It wasn't even that. Something total. Yeah, it was something. I think even less than that. And now we got prop bets to whether or not that they're going to get married on the field or he's going to propose on the field after the game and the oh, Super Bowl. Okay. We get a ton of prop bets everywhere. Uh, okay, now that that's out of the way, are we in the midst of what's happened to Florida State and now today with Tennessee back under investigation for name, image, and likeness uh, violations I I get the sense that no matter what changes happen, and I don't think any significant changes are happening anytime soon. Like the NCAA, as inept as they are, is this kind of the only recourse that they have right now to inflict any damage upon anyone? Because they lose everything else. Like, this is the only thing that they have to announce these investigations that are going on in these schools. And the rules are not even clearly defined. You saw the Tennessee chancellor today fire back off and say, no, as a matter of fact, it's you who are failing. And you are implying the rules the, the improper way on, on how they're written. But the problem is the rules aren't written clearly enough. So now we've got Florida State. Tennessee's back in trouble. I, I just assume that at some point in time, every big institution that relies heavily on NIL until the rules are changed are going to face something similar to this with accusations that get thrown at them. Uh, I mean, they'll probably get put on the books, right, as to be looked into at some point. But, you know, whether that actually happens and, and they actually have the teeth to ultimately come through. But, yeah, I mean, there's uh, that's that's the new you know, recruiting violation, right? Yes, it is. And that's the one thing that I think the NCAA was always showing the most teeth over, and that's going to be what they, I think, attempt to in this era of college football for at least as as long as they are a part of it. So Tennessee, uh, as soon as they just wrapped up their other one, (laughs) which – they didn't really get in trouble for it. They had to pay an $8 million fine. Okay, sure. Here they are back in potentially in front of the NCAA. Uh, we'll see what ultimately ends up falling out of this, but Florida, Florida State, Tennessee, I'm sure some other ones will be going on as well. Um, the NCAA president, Charlie Baker, on Monday said, um, actually the, the response to Charlie Baker from the chancellor criticized what she called was two and a half years of vague and contradictory NCAA memos, emails, and guidance about name, image, and likeness, and said the organization is failing. She said the accusations are factually untrue and procedurally flawed. Student-athletes, prospective student-athletes, parents, coaches, and member institutions, collectives, and anyone who work in college athletics today uh, need to have clear rules to follow. As you acknowledged in the recent congressional hearing, the NIL guidance from the NCAA to student-athletes has been inconsistent and unclear, and the ambiguity has filled schools, student-athletes, and collectives with uncertainty on how to actually follow the rules. So she's getting a lot of run today for standing up to uh, big, bad NCAA, but these are going to continue to happen because they, they really can't do anything else at this point. This is the only thing left that they have to show that they have some sort of control over anyone. And if they're an organization that is vindictive, 
which I think that they are at times and have proven to be at times, they're going to file as many of these as they can. Yeah. I honestly believe that if the if if Michigan were in a national championship chase, they would have dug their heels in the ground over the Harbaugh stuff. Right? I think they just wanted that to be behind them so they could focus on trying to win a championship. But I, I fully believe that they would have told the NCAA to go you know where. Does that not look like the smartest move ever now from Michigan? Yeah, of that, course. That they won. You're like, yeah, okay, all right, sure. Yeah, let's put this behind us. Let's try and continue to win this national championship. But if they had been out of the race, for example, I think they would have told the NCAA, I dare you, right? It's kind of like what the chancellor of Tennessee did that's today. That's right. It's like, yeah, all right. And that's what, that's what for years a lot of other schools that haven't complied with the NCAA have done, right? And that's Kansas. why they're Kansas exactly. basketball. That's why there are so many tiny slaps on the hand. If you don't comply, I mean, proof is, you know, a whole different ballgame. Yes, it is. Uh, one other thing here before I take a timeout. I tweeted this last night. This is an unbelievable stat that I still can't believe is actually real. Um, with the Niners and Chiefs having no Alabama players on the active roster, there is a streak that is guaranteed to last one other year. There is no player who finished college at Alabama that has scored a point in a Super Bowl period. Players from 143 other colleges, from the Coast Guard to Miami, have scored in the Super Bowl. But in the long, rich history of Alabama football, they have not had one professional player score any point in the Super Bowl. That is so wild to think about, how dominant that Bama has been over different stretches in the sport in general, that it just hasn't translated to a championship in scoring a, a, a championship point uh, in a Super Bowl game or a... Uh, well, I guess this is, is the Super Bowl era. I was going to say AFL championship games. But, yeah, in the Super Bowl era. that That is crazy, man. Yeah, it's pretty wild to think about, right? And it, it just shows you, I mean, how A, how hard it is to even get there, right, and to have an opportunity at that, much less be the person that, that converts those into points when you're, when you're on that stage. I, I thought I saw something circulating today as well on social media, that said, I think something like a, a player from the University of Texas has never scored a touchdown. Oh, really? In a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, I'll see if I can't find that one and, and confirm that one as well. All right, it's 5.51. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll wrap this bad boy up next here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app.